Hello, my name is Ethan Waller. I am chair of the RPA and professional rugby player for Northampton Saints. And I'm joined today with Rob from Looseheads as we do a, a pretty unique podcast between the RPA and Looseheads to celebrate our recent partnership, but also to highlight the importance of mental health, not just in sport, but day to day. So Rob, how are you, mate? How's things? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to uh, getting into this, getting stuck into this podcast and having a bit of a yarn. Um, but no, thank you for thank you for having me on. Um, looking forward to it. I'm well, I'm good. Um, as we're recording this, I'm going to Berlin for a few days um, tomorrow. So looking forward to switching off for a few days. But um, yeah, no, all good. Very busy. Lots going on. Um, in, in the lead up to, to sort of mental health awareness week, but I'm I'm good. I'm good in a good place. How are you? How are you out of ten? Which is something yeah. that we say. Yeah, I mean out of ten, mate. I mean I've had a pretty tough day of, of training, but I'm at a pretty still you know mentally at a solid eight, physically at about one. But uh, <laughs> but that's just part and parcel in it. That's just that's the game. That's the game we love. But um, but mate, I want to I want to really dive straight into to, to loose heads itself because I, I've seen it grow from sort of its start from a distance and then obviously you and I did some some photo shoot stuff at Worcester last year and got to know each other a little bit better and and you know I've I've always been a massive massive fan of of what you guys stand for but for listeners who might not necessarily know the whole story and 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 know fully what loose heads is about can you just give us a Give us the intro, give us the, the, the story from you guys so far. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. So Looseheads, I'll take you back right to the start. So uh, about nearly six years ago now, um, Looseheads started as a conversation at the end of a rugby club bar. So we all know that all good stories start in the bar and this one does as well. Um, but it was three people. So myself, my old man and good friend Dave, um, sort of talking about our rugby stories, our rugby journeys whilst watching the Lions Tour of New Zealand in 2017. But more importantly, it was about the people that we'd met along the way. And we'd all had mates that had had what we described back then as a bit of a life wobble. Um, we felt as mates that we couldn't really do anything positive for them other than, I guess we've all done it, the typical bloke thing. Um, of saying, you know, you'll be all right, mate, or do you fancy another pint? And and that, I guess, is just not good enough. Um, that impotence drove us to form what is now called loose heads. We wanted to be good Samaritans and not cross on the other side of the road. Um, so I guess two things we realized when we first started this. One of those is that because we aren't the experts, we can't really get into the cure space. So what we do is we work within what we call the loose head square, which is prevent, promote, educate, signpost. They're sort of our four key pillars. That's what we live and breathe. And the other thing that we realized quite quickly is that nobody wants to talk about mental health. Um, it's just the world that we live in. So what we try and do at, at loose heads is use, you know, rugby as that vehicle as uh, to, to sort of start those conversations and, and normalize the conversation. We all know, you'll know this um, more than most. Um, but, you know, the people listening to this podcast will, will also know that rugby is that sport where it has the togetherness, the camaraderie, the clubhouse feel. That's what we like to call it. Um where you know you walk into any clubhouse in the world, you've instantly got a load of new mates. So it's using that power of community, that power of sport, and that power of rugby to to just normalise the conversation and start those conversations and ultimately tackle the stigma um, and bring it on a little bit further. We always sort of knew our mission, but we didn't really put it out there until March 2020. Um, that's of course when the whole world went into lockdown. But it was actually perfect timing because there's a lot of people that took a step away from their normal everyday routine um, and mental health sort of became a bit more of a conversation 
Um, but that mission is, is quite a bonkers mission, uh, but we're not afraid to say it. Um, it's something that should be quite a simple mission as well, and that's to place a mental health lead at every single rugby club in the world. Bonkers mission, but uh, we're currently working with about 800 rugby clubs um, around the world. So 85% of those are UK-based and then um, sort of dotted around in the rugby-loving English-speaking nations, but also further afield. And, and it's nice to see the reach. We've we've even got you know some clubs signed up now that are in countries where I didn't even know rugby existed. So that's what we're doing. That's that's a little bit about us, a bit of an intro. I, I think it's huge, mate. And, and clearly your reach has, has grown and grown. I know that uh, I'm, I'm particularly good mates with Will Hooley, who's obviously now over in the USA. And I know he's a, a big ambassador for you guys. Um, and I, I see a lot of the work he does. He's been extremely open about his mental health struggle with the with the World Cup and, and USA rugby and and just generally at times throughout his career, which I think is is massive. And not only is it necessarily raising the awareness of it, obviously like you say, you work in that 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 square of raising the awareness, but but how important is it for you to have these ambassadors in these big name roles who, you know, who are international rugby players or, or playing top tier in the Prem to sort of uh, we'll we'll come on to your hashtag a, a little bit later, but to just to, to break down the those walls and make it make sure that everyone sees you know these guys who some people regard as you know superhuman also get mental health issues and aren't necessarily always at 100 percent all the time how important is it to, to to have these ambassadors yeah no it's, it's it's crucial um and i don't think we would be where we are without the support of ambassadors and and the rugby family uh even you know you mentioned it before about um coming along and wearing the post with pride and getting involved in a, in a photo shoot, but also just opening up and, and normalizing the conversation. I think we talk about it quite a lot, um, but just wearing, I, I was talking about it just before, but you know, even just wearing those posts just starts a conversation. Um, so yeah, ambassadors, we've got around about 40 ambassadors now that are sort of the, the players at the top of the game that give us that that reach, that exposure. But also I think, you know, our, our biggest focus at, at Loose Heads is the grassroots game. And, you know, if you think about the second team prop at your local rugby club who might you know be the life and soul of the party on a Saturday but actually goes home on a Sunday and has you know has their own demons faces their own demons and, and doesn't really talk about it how can we you know get that person to to sort of open up and, and start that conversation and it's using the the likes of Will Hooley and and, and you know we've got male female ambassadors across the game that that sort of normalize that conversation for us and if you see you know these big macho people coming out and talking about it then hopefully that'll just you know start that conversation um and allow those those grassroots players to come out uh, a bit more so yeah we're, we're, we're grateful we're very thankful to to all of the ambassadors that have and, and everybody that has, that has got involved in in um in any way to, to sort of uh, champion the cause uh, we've also got the the rugby advisory panel and the mental health panel that we work with as well so the rugby advisory panel uh, made up of people that i would call rugby royalty they probably don't want to be called that themselves but people like maggie alfonsi nolly waterman craig doyle Hugo monia that have been instrumental in in sort of opening doors for us in, in the rugby world and then the mental health panel i mentioned it before that that we aren't the experts the three of us so we've we've had to partner with people who are so these are a team of um people you know psychologists psychiatrists um proper doctors um that that sort of check and vet everything that we do so everything that we promote is is the right stuff um and that's that's really important so to get that help support and guidance from a team of 14 we should probably get it to 15 so it represents a rugby team but um it's it's crucial it's it's instrumental so yeah um really important to have these these people by our side that that sort of in, in ambassadorial roles that that help us along that journey. How do you think that 
Uh, you say there that you, you, you probably launched in, in 2020 when things were really starting to, uh, to to decline for everyone in the world. Uh, without trying to belittle people in that scenario, do you, do you think that period actually was helpful in, in getting you guys established and to where you are now? Because I think with everyone going through a similar struggle, it sort of brings everyone onto the same page and, and it also helps bring that mental health thing to light. I think before that, there wasn't a huge amount of conversation and, and obviously there was a little bit more during the COVID side of things, but I suppose that also may have opened a door that wasn't previously there to say, right, this is a chance to have a conversation because everyone's feeling this way. Let's, let's open these doors. Let's have these conversations. No, I, I said it before. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think um, lockdown, whilst it was horrible, and there was a lot of people that went through, you know, a lot of a lot of dark times, and and those people who were sort of locked down on their own as well. I, I, I don't. I, hats off to them. I, I don't know how they did it, but I, I, I think in a in a loose sense perspective, I think 100%. I think lockdown was probably in a weird old way the best thing that could have happened to us because I think there's a lot of people that took a step away from everyday life, but um, mental health was sort of put on the map. And I think even in the news, we see it a lot more. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot more conversation. There's a lot more awareness around mental health. I think what we're working on now is that that next step. Um, so people are now aware of it, but actually let's, let's, let's look at how we spot signs in ourselves. Let's look at how we spot signs in others. Let's keep the conversation going and normalize it and coming back to the square again. It's, it's the education part. I think there's a lot of education that still needs to be done. Uh, there's a big part around, around children as well. So starting that conversation as, as, as young as we can. So, um, so that, you know, we, we can educate these people. So in terms of education, I think, it's it's all about letting people know that everybody has mental health. I think that's a big a big thing, a big a big misunderstanding, I guess, um, across across our society. I guess that I was even speaking to a friend of mine not too long ago, and they said, you know, I, I don't have mental health, and I just stopped them. You know, everybody has mental health. It might be good, it might be bad, but we're on this journey, and, and I guess what we try and do at Lucid as well is change the dialogue a little bit as well to talk about mental fitness. So uh, we all know that mental health, mental fitness, mental well-being, mental wellness, they all mean the same thing. But actually, there's such a stigma attached to that term mental health. How can we, you know, normalize the conversation a bit and and, and put a positive spin on it? And, and that's what we talk about when we talk about mental fitness. You know, we liken it to physical fitness. Everybody has physical fitness. Might be good, might be bad. But we all know in a way now what we need to do to, to sort of work on our physical fitness. And we need to get mental fitness on, on that same same level where we're, where we're talking about it. And we all know what we need to do to work on our own mental fitness and, and then spot signs when we're, when we're taking a dip. And it's just coming back to that, yeah, education piece. I mean, that sort of nicely brings me on to my next point of sort of the importance of, of being able to almost check in with yourself and the, the your mental health day to day, and as you say, your mental fitness. That education piece is is obviously massive, um, and it's something that you guys are tackling. There's obviously loads of resources on your website. It's a huge part of what you're doing, but just. What would be? How do you check in with yourself on a daily basis? How would you get others to do the same thing? Yeah, we uh, we talk a lot about the five ways to well-being at Lucid. So, uh, if I t- I'll take you through, I'll take you through that, and, and and hopefully that might that might paint a bigger picture. But um, five ways to well-being is, is essentially it's something that that's recommended by the NHS as well. But um, first one is connect. So it's good to get on a podcast and, and have a chat, um, you know, but, you know, pick up the phone or text someone, connecting with someone, it's, it's so important for our mental health. Second one is be active. Does not mean that you need to go and pump a load of iron in the gym. It just means get out, get out, get outdoors and um, 
go for a walk, um, you know, see, see nature. That's that's another big part of it. Um, the, the third one is sort of um, take notice. So if you're in the room, be in the room sort of stuff. Um, you know, t- taking notice is, is, is really important. Also, when you're out in, in nature, you know, take notice of the things around you. That That is, is really good for your mental health. The, the fourth one is keep learning, do, do different things, keep, keep learning, um, you know, listen to podcasts, listen, read a book, uh, learn a new dish. Um, I know you, you could probably teach me a few, few <laughs> things about that. Um, for sure. But, <laughs> and then the fifth thing is, is give. So give without the expectation of, of receiving something back. So they're the sort of five ways to wellbeing that I sort of, it doesn't mean you have to do all five every day. Um, you know, I, I try and sort of do as much as I can um, throughout the week. And, and a big one for me is, is getting out of the house. I think, you know, I, I work from home quite a lot of the time. I'm, I'm on the road quite a bit, but work from home quite a lot and, and just getting out and about and, you know, walking around the, the harbour in Bristol, which is where I live, you know, just seeing nature and, and um, getting out and, and exploring and, and listening to a podcast. Um, I think that they're the two big things that I do and, and, and listening to music as well. So that's a big one. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it's funny that you say that because I mean, I, I've not really been that open. But like I say, I, I, when you came to Worcester, I had a conversation with with one of your guys about I went through a pretty pretty bleak time um, towards my during my last year in Worcester. Um, I just become a dad, which was you know a huge shift to my daily routine. Um, I'd fallen out of favour at, at Worcester in terms of um, my position in the team. I had a business that was taking up a huge amount of my time and was still finding its feet that was massively difficult. And I just, I found myself not being myself at all. My my partner, God bless her, who was putting up with me whilst raising an infant as well, um, sort of highlighted it to me. And she, was, she said that you're not yourself. You're very snappy. You're very cut off. You're very distant. And and I sort of, I mean, that was a wake up call for me. And I'm, I'm fortunate that I had someone in my life to, to sort of highlight those things. But uh, it still took me a, a huge amount of time to, to get out of that. And it's just, it's funny the things you were saying there, because uh, I didn't necessarily educate myself on it either, but I found the things that weren't the best for me, like getting out into nature was, was massive. Um, I've got a big dopey German shepherd who needs, fortunately needs a good lot, a good lot of walking daily. And getting out with him, putting music on, um, I'm a huge music fan, and 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 I just would put that on, go and walk with him for an hour or so up a canal or around a golf course next to my house and sort of just spend time just being with him. No phone other than for the music, wasn't looking at any social media or anything. And that was sort of the only stuff that really brought me back down until I then started educating myself. I started journaling. I started doing a bit of meditation. I started doing breathing stuff. And, and that eventually, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I found my way back into sort of being me. But I mean, it's it, it, it baffles me because I think there must be so many people in the world that go through these dark times and some people might be genuinely oblivious to the fact that they're in it i wouldn't have i honestly wouldn't have known had my partner not said something to me do you think that's that's a common thing as well not just necessarily the conversation but do you think as part of that education piece that some people might just genuinely not know that they're in in this position yeah no 100 percent. i think yeah completely we talk about you know looking after ourselves before we look after others and there are people, you know, in that in that space. But it's all about checking in every now and again. And we, I, I said it right at the start of this call. But one of the partners that we work with, an organisation called Talk Club, and one of their things is how are you out of ten? And I think that's a, a really nice tool to just introduce quite slowly into whether it's a rugby setting at your rugby club or if it's at work in a in a business setting. It, it, it doesn't really matter. But you know that how are you out of ten is a really nice way to just 
give someone that question so that they you can gauge how they're feeling. You're not allowed a seven either. That's the other big thing because a seven is go away. You're, you're a 6.9 or a 7.1. <laughs> but um, it, it basically allows you to gauge how that person is feeling, but it also gives that person an opportunity to properly think about how they are feeling. So I think that's that's quite a nice tool um, that, that, that we've sort of started introducing at rugby clubs, actually, and, and, and we've sort of seen a, um, you know, a lot of success with it. I think what, what we've done is we started with a how are you out of 10 check-in at the start, then we've done a, the, the, the rugby session, and then we've We've introduced, you know, the, the checkout number as well, and usually that checkout number is is a higher number than the check-in number, which which shows that you know getting out and, and having a run around is is also good for you. But um, yeah, hundred percent. I think that, that, that there is also that that analogy, isn't there, around the oxygen mask on a plane, for example. You know, it, we're always asked to look after ourselves and give ourselves oxygen before we help others. And I think that's a really nice thing as well. Um, so we, we do need to focus on ourselves um, a, a lot as well. And, and that's very important. But sometimes it, it is difficult to spot those signs. So it's 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 all about checking in on yourself, but also checking in on your on your teammates and, and those people around you as well. No, I think I think that is that's massive and it, it all comes back down to to that education piece, as you say, that that awareness of it all and like I say, we'll come onto the, the hashtag a bit later, but I feel like we've probably covered everything the hashtag means at this point anyway, but we'll we'll revisit. Why won't we? Um, <laughs> recently, obviously, the RPA and Loose Heads have partners um, ahead of Mental Health Awareness Week. Obviously, our partnership is is massive. It's it's, a, it's an honour for us to be partnered with you, but 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 from your point of view, how uh, how exciting is this? It's massive. It's massive. We've been uh, we've been chatting to James Bailey now for a few months, and um, there's there's so much synergy, so much crossover between the work that Lucid does and, and the RPA does, and I think it's quite nice because we're working in similar sort of swims, but we and, and we've got the same sort of goal, but we're not working in the same space. So partnership completely completely makes sense. So obviously the RPA um works with you know the, the players at the very top of the game i think where we see our, our big focus is is within that that grassroots space like i was talking before so we whilst we work with the likes of premiership rugby and premiership rugby players and, and clubs uh, we work with major league rugby like you mentioned with with will hooley before but we see our big focus as you know uh, being the, the grassroots game um and and that's what we that's what we know that's what we love that's what we've played so that's, that's what we get but um that, that sort of crossover and synergy between, you know, the what you mentioned it before, you know, these these people, these players, they might be seen as super superhuman, but actually they're just human, you know, um, you know, and, and they've got the same same stuff going on in, in their lives as as, as the, the players in the grassroots game. So there's a lot of crossover there and, and a lot of synergy, but you know, we're we're, we're dead excited to, to partner up and, and work on a few things. Um, in, you know, at the end of this season, but also into next season as well. So, a couple of the things that we're working on, uh, we'll be going into into clubs to sort of promote the the loose heads message to, to players. Uh, but also, we're going to be working on a bit of a, a, a social series, social media series. So, something that James and I have spoken about uh, is that what we want to do is we want to give players the right tools, the right resources to start conversations, but start them in comfortable environments. So, we've sort of labelled four. Uh, key areas that, that that are sort of big in, in a rugby player's life, um, and that's right from the top level uh, all the way down to grassroots. And they are, uh, you mentioned it before, actually, quite interestingly, that you've got a dog. Um, dog walks is one of them. Um, so you know, starting a conversation on a dog walk. Uh, the other one is coffee clubs. A lot of clubs will do this. 
Um, I, I don't know if you've got one at, at Saints, but you know, probably a lot of the boys love a bit of coffee. And actually, we've just launched a coffee at Loose Heads in, in collaboration with Rugger Coffee. So that's a good opportunity to promote that. But um, you know, starting a coffee, coffee and coffee and conversation is a, a big part. Um, the other one is gaming, which is an interesting one. I actually spoke with um, Lewis Liner on a Loose Heads and an, an RPA podcast not too long ago, and. Um, he was saying that you know he has some of his his biggest conversations with with mates whilst you know just just on the headset and, and gaming. So another one, and, and the other one is in the gym. You know, it, it's a it's a nice opportunity just to start a conversation. Even it doesn't need to be. I think the the big thing about loose heads as well is that we've never really been about ramming this whole message about mental health down people's throats. It's all about bite sized chunks and. Um, the, the sort of if, if we can give people little bits of information and they take one or two things away just to improve their life step by step, little by little, then that's that's going to be a good thing. But yeah, really, in, in answer to your question, really, really excited um, to partner up with the RPA and there's there's so much so much crossover. So there's a lot that we can do together that will be meaningful and, and impactful. Yeah, I think from our perspective as well, it's it's massively exciting. I think, I mean, you've you've covered the 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 majority of it there, but I think it's it's interesting starting those clubs to start the conversation is is huge. I think when it's when it's a conversation purely about mental health, let's sit down and chat about your mental health, mental fitness. It it can be a bit daunting, and it can almost feel like an almost like an intervention, and it feels like there's something wrong. As opposed to when there's a, a another focus as well. I think uh, similar to Lewis, I, I've had some of my deepest conversations during gaming as well, um, which is ironic because you're probably you're most stressed at that point. Uh, <laughs> but. But, but but it's massive and I think you know there's there's players in in so many different stages of their career throughout the RPA and and you know you've got some members who are just coming into the into the system you've got some who may be flying high you've got others who might be in the middle of their career but are now you know struggling to get another contract they might have to come out of it people who have been injured and I think the more tools that can be shared amongst amongst that playing group and and you know these guys who are also you know coaching at grassroots clubs or still go back to their grassroots clubs, you know the wider that message can be spread and, and these tools can go, the, the better it gets passed down and and the better everyone everyone's mental health and mental fitness will be when it comes to that inevitable time that you know they're that they're going to finish because I think there's a, there's an alarming statistic about how many. Uh, ex-professionals after they retire I think uh, diagnosed with depression I couldn't tell you what it is off the top of my 66%, head 66% so two thirds rugby players yeah and I think that comes back down to what the RPA are doing a lot of great work in and, and, and we're you know we would love to you know join on that and I think it, it goes from all the way from professional down into grassroots as well but it's that whole thing around life after rugby um, and it's the planning and preparation behind the life after rugby. So it doesn't, we, we like to, to term it as plan A, um, you know, whatever, whatever's after rugby needs to be part of plan A. It can't be plan B. Um, it needs to be part of plan A. And that conversation needs to start when you're 19, 20, 21, not when you're 28, 29, 30. So yeah, there's lots of, again, lots of great crossover there. Yeah, I agree. Although it is quite difficult, and maybe maybe we ha- we should have some of the uh, some of the player development stuff conversations during gaming as well, because I think you'd probably get a lot more buy-in out of sort of the nineteen twenty-year-old lads than you would in the uh, <laughs> in an auditorium in front of a meeting. Um, hey, that's one to think about. Actually, I might I might keep that one in the back pocket. Who knows? <laughs> um, Rob, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, really appreciate it. Always a pleasure to chat and and. 
I'm hugely excited about this partnership between the RPA and Lucez going forward. I know it's going to be something that'll be very special and ultimately beneficial for for not necessarily just the two parties involved, but our entire membership group. And hopefully that, again, like we say, can drip on down to the grassroots game as, as much as we can help as professionals. So thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, like you say, really excited to kickstart this partnership. And um, yeah, I'll see you soon. See you soon for a sandwich in Northampton. Yes, absolutely. And maybe uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but that, that draws us to an end uh, of this episode thank you so much for listening uh, if you have any questions or if you yourself want to better your mental health or mental fitness or maybe just have a look at the loose heads cause find them on social media and on their website there are some fantastic resources there that will be of use to anybody otherwise thanks again for listening cheers <laughs>